Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome, everybody. It's the world-famous Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for riding with us today. I'm Ben Rogers, joined by Jeff Skin, Wade, Jonathan Shippy Shipman, and Kevin KT Turner. All hands on deck. We're back in studio today for a football Friday. And we got Jerry Jones yeah! coming up at 1030. Jera. Jera turns 77 on Sunday. Whoa. So his 77th birthday. So that's, I'm sure we can get into some birthday talk, birthday cake talk. What's Will the he best, hit Bourbon Street again? What's well, the no. best presents he ever got on his birthday? Think about this. I just I just considered this because I was thinking about Bourbon Street there, Shippy, with uh, Jerry Jr. having his birthday there. What would be the best American city to go celebrate your birthday in? Especially if you can do it the way Jerry does it. Texas. Personally, I'm a huge fan of <laughs> my friends out there in Burleson. So okay. Yeah, be... I feel like you're aiming low. Uh, I would love to have the money to ball out in New York City and Manhattan on my birthday. Times Square. Jerry. G- Jerry is going to be. Limo. Jerry's going to be partying in Manhattan on his birthday. How great is that? Yeah. So we're looking forward to having Jerry on at 1030. Plenty to get into um, with the owner, general manager of the Dallas Cowboys. And you want to talk to him about, you know, the labor situation in the NFL? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm I'm very interested in that because he's so in the middle of it because, you know, we've kind of been operating under this assumption that, look, Cowboys really know what they need to do pie-wise because Jerry knows exactly all the machinations of the pie, right? So I'm interested in that. I'm interested in if there's been any progress. I, it's a funny story because it just sort of exists under the rug, and then suddenly one thing will come out, and there will be all this reaction. They're like, yeah, we've been working on this uh, every Wednesday for the fa- past five months. you know. So I'm wondering where we're getting on all that because I think Cowboy fans should care because we're sitting there trying to figure out how to pay the players that they need to pay, the Dak Prescotts and the Amari Coopers. And I just feel like the Cowboys have a good handle on that. So I wouldn't mind throwing that out there. All right. So last night, I didn't get a chance to hear Gronk. We've got some cuts, though. I, did you guys watch and hear Gronk? I, I had it ahead, muted. <laughs> I had it muted, too. Okay. So it was on in the living room as we were dealing with other things. And I'd look up and I saw him there and it's like, eh, you know, whatever. All right. I want to listen to a couple of these cuts just to see if Gronk's going to be any good as an analyst. But in general, the game, any thoughts on the game? So I was impressed that the the Giants were able to create a fumble and return it for a touchdown to kind of keep it close for about 25 minutes, and then the Patriots started thumping them in the second half. Just thumping them. That's what we expected, though. We didn't think that the Giants were going to go to New England and be competitive. He had to be a fence rider, so there's a part of me, he goes, my God, Daniel Jones throws the ball to the other team a lot, or just like whether it's intercepted or not. There's a lot of passes that can be picked off. You had that percentage yesterday, right? The ten percent of his passes. Yeah. You know, and Deshaun Watson, his rookie year was like that too. Mm-hmm. He was throwing the ball to the other team, and whether they intercepted it or not, it was up to them. Right. Um, but then the other part of me said, "Dude, it's this guy with this team, without Sterling Shepard, without Evan Ingram, without Saquon Barkley, taking on Belichick." So I'm not going to be hard on Daniel Jones. He still looked good in some parts of the game. 
I'm just glad it was a pretty close game for most of the game. You know, they gave you um, almost a half. Uh, they gave you a half and half a quarter of good. Yeah, football. I had I had a Rays and Astros on the side TV. That made me want to vomit. Blech. It did because I, it sucks for the Astros, but it's pretty awesome with regard to the Rangers getting Garrett Cole. Right. And well, we'll, now they have to pay him fifty million a year. Oh, it's, they're going to have to do that anyways. The whole world wants him. He's the best pitcher. You got to outspend everybody. Yeah, to get him. So, and you've been bringing up this point uh, quite a bit, Ben, and I think I'm coming around to it because I was all about, man, go overpay Garrett Cole, keep Miner, keep Lynn. You have three really good pitchers, but if you look at those guys, those total badasses, by the time that uh, you know the the Rangers are really ready to rock and roll, Garrett Cole is going to still be really good, but he's not going to be unhittable anymore. Just all those guys that are unhittable, they're un, usually unhittable for two or three years. Cliff Lee? Cliff, right. They're unhittable for two or three years, and then, man, they're good pitchers. They're part of a really good rotation. And so if you go pay Garrett Cole all this money, by the time the Rangers are badass, Garrett Cole is going to be like, yeah, we're really overpaying him. I mean, he's good. He's going to keep us in all these games, but he's not going to be the unhittable guy anymore. See, I don't, I don't think it's this coming year for the Rangers. I think it starts the next year. Right. And he'll still be really good that year and the year after that, I would think. Uh, but, yes, you'd be paying him a hell of a lot of money for the back end of that thing. Uh, I do think they'll do something big when they move into that stadium. But having said that, uh, yeah, Daniel Jones, three interceptions last night. Uh, I saw a screenshot of him on the sideline just with his head in his hands. And then Eli Manning's looking at one of those Microsoft, you know, boards or whatever, the little, little one screens playing words with little friends. Tablet. tablets. Yeah. And he's just looking at it. Uh, like <laughs> just very just like confused. A, oh, yeah. What now, were you seeing here? <laughs> I'm not, not really exactly sure, but Gronk last night, uh, it was his broadcasting debut. And by the way, Three interceptions for the Patriots. They've already got, going into the game, they already had 11 interceptions, right? Wow. They already led the league in interceptions going into the game. Same so as the Cowboys. They're very good at that. Exact <laughs> opposite of the Cowboys. Oh, never mind. Um, but That's let's why the Giants it. can have Daniel Jones, Ben, because the Cowboys can't intercept him twice a year. That's fair. Uh, let's go to cut number 19. Here's Gronk. Uh, this is a little uh, Q&A happening here with Gronk. You know, I would have to be feeling it, you know, feeling it big time to come back. I mean, it's always going to be open in my mind. I, I love the game of football, you know. I love playing the game. I love being around the game. I even love watching the game of football now. It makes just appreciation to watch it, just seeing the hits, seeing the glory of it. You understand the game yeah, so much yeah, more and why, yeah. why fans are love you, the game so, so much tell more. tell me that. So, you know, I'll always keep it so open. I'll always keep it open. I'll always keep it open. I'll always keep the door open. Okay, everyone needs to stop talking over each other. And we do it on the, on this show. I enjoy that a lot more if I imagine that that voice is coming out of an animated pig. Like if you just <laughs> if you just visualize that that's an animated pig talking, He's that's Porky. That's yeah, really right. badass. All right, <laughs> let's go on to cut number twenty. Uh, here's more Gronk. Let me tell you something about Julian. First off, he calls himself the squirrel. You want to know why he calls himself the squirrel? Because he is a squirrel. He's furry. He's furry. He's cute. He's elusive. He's feisty. And most importantly, whenever he gets a chance, he gets that nut. Just like he gets a first down. Just like he gets the touchdown. Just like he'll give you a catch when you need it. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a great bit. He should do that. That should be his bit. I mean... Do people seriously want to criticize Jason Witten for what he did? I mean, really, this is a guy, this is the coloring book equivalent of that. This is a guy with a coloring book 
He's not even holding it with his index fingers. He's holding it with his fist, <laughs> and he's coloring in a coloring book. And people wanted to criticize Jason Witten for what he did. I, Certainly, the internet mob is destroying Gronk with the same energy they brought towards Witten because he mixed up a metaphor. They're not. Whenever he gets a chance, he gets that nut. They're not because right now, <laughs> if from what we've heard, Gronk is 1,000% on brand with what Gronk is. Like that's Gronk Gronking. Yeah. It really yeah, sounds like it sounds like a guy that that earlier in the day was on Howard Stern for two hours, <laughs> which is great. You know, it's like that's a that's a thing. If we're talking about this, there's a hundred voices on all these shows. If there's one that can stand out in any way whatsoever, I'm all for it. All right, we've got some Dak audio we want to get to. To here's cut number one. Let's talk a little Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak is the offense more QB driven than run game driven? I don't know about that. Um, Obviously, we just got behind last week uh, and had to play the game that way. Um, but the way this team's built, I mean, we've got, we've got the best back in the game, a great offensive line. Uh, we still don't think anybody can stop that run game, and it just only helps and enhances our pass game. So we're not going to change who we are. That is an awesome answer. By the way, in terms of stopping the run game, can't anybody stop the run game? Actually, people have uh, stopped the <laughs> run game. Uh, but but yeah. um, the, what the Saints did, I, I heard Fish talking about this. Kellen Moore and his offensive coordinator, little um, presser yesterday, was laughing at the idea that the Saints said they stole signals from him. Did y'all see all that? I didn't see, no. So he was basically thought it was laughable that he's like, there's nothing from the hand signals we did at Boise State that we're doing now, so that's a non-story. Well, so I wonder Man, if it's... It would, they, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, yeah, they got, it, they got me. <laughs> You know, right, the, right. It's yeah, not that's a good point. The other thing, too. <laughs> Five weeks into it. <laughs> that's true. Uh-oh, I guess I better and, find some new hand signals. And Travis did come on our show after the Saints game and say and said, I think they thought they, or they knew what we were running. I was, I would way more want it to be that they were stealing signals than they already figured out tendencies. Right. Like, right. please give yeah. me the, they figured out the, sig, the hand signal routine. That's solvable. Not, oh my God, they've already got me <laughs> figured out in week four. Right. All right, here's cut number two from Dak yesterday. Are the interceptions due to your, the interceptions that he's throwing, obviously more interceptions, are they due to your confidence throwing into tight windows? Yeah, for sure. I mean, as I said, I'm not going to change the way I'm playing this game. I'm confident in where I'm at. I like where I'm at. Uh, so I'm not going to change that up. I've got a lot of confidence in what I can do, a lot of confidence in these guys making plays, whether it's 50-50 or just putting in a tight window, knowing that they're going to go get it. It's their ball or it's no one's. Uh, it doesn't change anything for me. Um, I do feel like, you know, for the longest time, all the Dak conversation was based on accuracy and stuff. I don't, I don't really worry about that anymore. I mean, I think all quarterbacks are going to have some inaccurate throws, but he is so dialed in on that. The idea that he can put it in tight windows. He's made several of those throws this year. Yeah. He is, his accuracy is, is much improved. And, um, you know, I, I think more than anything, his receivers need to start helping him a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. You know, he, he, he missed, he's missed a few passes. Uh, all quarterbacks do, to your point. The Randall Cobb touchdown really comes to mind. But then again, you know, as Kavanaugh has been pointing out, Amari Cooper needs to have a better catch radius. Mm-hmm. I think Amari Cooper would be the first one to tell you that as well. Um, yeah, and Cobb had a drop as well at once. By mm-hmm. the way, is he dealing with injuries again? Is I mean, is he always going to be dealing with injuries? I haven't seen that yet, but... Okay. You know, I. This is the time of the year when that stuff usually starts popping up. With that's them. what Wayne Larravee told us. He said, "What do you say? Holler at me, week six. He's asked me a week eight. So, <laughs> all right. Here's Dak uh, talking about taking more chances with uh, deep throws down the field. 
Uh, when you have guys that, that make those plays, it gives you all the confidence to do that, to take those shots. I mean, look at the one Michael Gallup had last week. I um, mean, that's just a 50-50 ball, but to have the confidence I have in him just to put it up there is all because of the play he went and made, uh, and he's continued to do that. Um, I have confidence in this group of receivers to go down there and make plays too. It's yeah. if you look at if you look at everything they have balancing off one. I mean, the first clip that we played was they can't stop the run game, and then he went on to say that the run game helps our pass game. If they are still focused in on Zeke, you have to me five really good options to go with the ball when you have a healthy Cobb, healthy Gallup, healthy Cooper, Jarwin, and then Wittinger safety valve. That's a lot of places to go with the football, man. I'm going to say this regrettably. I regret saying this Uh already. I feel like this is going to be an interception, and I'm throwing it, and it's like as soon as you release it, it's like, no. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I shouldn't throw this pass. Mm -hmm. Throw it. You want me to throw it? Yeah. I'm going to throw it. I like it. Can't stop me. Gunslinger. Don't challenge me to throw it. I'll throw it it when I want to throw it. Challenge accepted. Don't tell me to do it. The pocket's collapsing. Ben, throw the damn ball. Don't throw it. As I watch Des Bryant. No. Run. Okay. Run. Coming up next. As I watch Dez, as I stop? watch Dez on social you media. You said you weren't going to do this again. I, was he going up against listen, a junior high like kid a again? Week ago. He's going up against no one. He was going up against D Rob's always open coaching tape. How so is it not in HD either? If, it's such if, grainy footage. If, <laughs> smoking a ghost. If there are injuries, if you got into the red zone and you all could right. say, all right, uh, Cobb's going to be hurt, we're not going to have him. You bring in Dez, he's just like red zone guy for those 50-50 balls that he's talking about. And you can move Cooper over to the slot. Only if we can bring Romo back too. All right, here's the thing. I'm gonna I want to ask Jerry about it so bad. Do it. Don't tell me to do it. Kevin, you do don't it. tell him. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Dude, he's looking at you right now. Is that a waste of a Jerry question? It might be a waste. Jerry, yeah, but... let's start with the Dez situation. <laughs> the All right. Dez coming up next, Ben and Skin Show 1053, the fan. Uh, coming up next, there's a lot of stuff we got to get into, including the fate of this particular athlete. We'll do it right here on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply a lot of fun topics a lot of good football topics but we were just talking about we were listening to some of those dat quotes and we were talking about his progress as a as a passer of footballs mm-hmm one of our good listeners that always texts in Trey Evans. By the way, you can always interact on the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text 877-881-1053 if you got to get anything off of your sports mind. But so part of the NFL's next gen stats, they actually have a metric called dimes, which I always think back been to that clip of Romo seeing an incredible throw that Dak made and going, that's a dime. Mm-hmm. Um So this is a metric for the ball traveling 30 or more yards in the air into a window of one yard or less. So deep ball accuracy. Deep ball accuracy. Deep balls. Can he continue this? Down the field. So since uh, 2016, which is Dak's rookie year, your leaders are Russell Wilson with 40. He's great. Matthew Stafford with 34. Ben Roethlisberger with 33. Dak Prescott tied for fourth with Drew Brees at 28. 
So basically since his rookie year, in terms of accurate deep ball throws, Dak is right there with Drew Brees, baby. Those are the balls that travel in the air. In the air, at least not, 30 yards. Not the balls that are screens. Or, right. And where they land. Yeah, right. And they land within one yard of the receiver. That's where that's where the, the pass ends up. So he didn't have a lot of those throws in the first three years. And so he, he had a good percentage when he did throw the ball down mm-hmm. the field, but he didn't have a lot of them. It just seems like the main issues with him throwing the ball downfield were a disconnect between him and Gallup mm-hmm. because it seemed like on a, there was a lot of throws where it was just nowhere near him. Right. And despite those numbers, it's something that he knew he desperately needed to go work on. So mm-hmm. he went and overhauled kind of everything um, with regard to that to improve. I wouldn't say overhauled everything, but he made tweaks and adjustments to his mechanics and his footwork and everything, uh, you know, through the advice of John Kitna to be better at that, and the players started talking about that immediately. The players would tell you that it was something he needed to work on before as well. He would tell you that. Um, In the time since, he's made massive improvements, and we're seeing it. Yeah, and quite frankly, I think, just I don't have stats to back this up. I just do memory, right? Like, hey, I remember this, I remember this, and sometimes that's very deceiving. But I remember the places where I thought he was most inaccurate was on the intermediate throws. Those were the places, and by intermediate, I guess I would define that as 15 to 25-yard range, right? There were just times that it jumped out at you. Yeah. He had some extreme bad throws, and we're noticing, even this year, if you watch very closely, those crazy misses, you know, where he's way off, they're, those, gone. they're not happening anymore. Right, right. It's now, like, if we're going to talk accuracy, well, maybe lead Amari Cooper by, you know, half a foot, you know. Yeah. You know, a few inches, a little. It's, it's more like that. There were bad throws, and that's where I say, like, every rookie quarterback has bad throws, like bad misses. Boy, and and you look at this list, too. Russell Wilson has six more than the next guy in Stafford. Now, I think of Stafford as a mad bomber. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think of him as chunking it down the field all the time. Russell Wilson has got 40 of those accurate throws, and think about how many times Russell Wilson has to just bail out of the pocket to make something happen. Incredible, That dude. guy is playing better quarterback than anybody in the NFL right now, and that includes Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I think that's fair. The, the NFL.com, they put up their like quarterback rankings, and they update it every week, uh-huh. and they have Pat and Russ tied at, tied at number one. God. Yeah, the Russ numbers are stupid. When you look at the per- completion percentage, he still hadn't thrown an interception. Has he not? I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's. I don't think he has. He, wow. Uh, he's playing the best football, I think, maybe ever. He's right. incredible. Right. He's so and that's good. why I have Seattle ranked so highly. I mean, I think they're a good team, and they have a lot of they – have, they have better weapons than they've had the last couple of years. They're touching I, the surface stuff. They get DK Metcalf going and keep him healthy. Lord. I mean, that's true number one potential. I'm with you. All right, it's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us. Coming up next, we will lace you with the Jerry Jones interview right here on The Fan. Joining us now on the Ben and Skin Show, it is the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. Mr. Jones, how are you doing today, sir? Well, I'm ready to go to New York and um, uh, see if we can get this thing back on track with the uh, uh, against a team that uh, uh, has got a lot to prove themselves. They'll be at home, and so uh, uh, we better uh, have our business uh, trip on and uh, go up and take care of it. Well, I know the the, uh, the saying is, this is not my first rodeo. It's not your first rodeo or ours, but I'd love to get your perspective. The first three weeks, we were riding high. We were planning parade routes and uh, speaking for the fan base probably there and ourselves and then uh, the last couple of weeks, things haven't really gone well, and now you know the sky is falling. 
How should we be looking at this? Help us with some perspective right here. How are you feeling about your team? Well, I, I think it's uh, uh, understandable. It's right of uh, uh, having high expectation. Uh, we feel good. This is a young team that we have, and it's actually for its youth, it's experienced. Uh, key players uh, on both sides of the ball have played in a lot of games, and so uh, uh, we really should expect better football, uh, and that is uh, not as many mistakes. Uh, we should, uh, uh, and and that's critical because our defense is predicated on uh, everybody doing their job, figured, not figuratively speaking, but literally. And they need to get in the gap, uh, or if they, for whatever the reason, have been washed out of that gap, uh, then you've got to have a player right behind him that takes up the slack. Uh, we've got to be able to, those linebackers have got to be able to drop back and do some covering and as well as step up there and help plug those gaps. That's almost too simplistic, but we can do that. We have the players that can do it, and they've been coached up in a way can do it over on offense. Uh, we all like the idea that we're opening it up, and it does and will create more running room for Zeke. And then we've got the, their defense, our opponents, in a dilemma. Well, uh, let's let's don't uh, shoot ourselves in the foot and turn that ball over. You turn that ball over, and it completely washes away uh, the other good parts of what you're doing. The turnover is the number one stat, and we've lost it uh, the last two weeks. I don't expect us to continue to lose that battle. Okay, having said that, Jerry, and I'd say this show probably agrees with that assessment, but. Is there a particular aspect of your game, whether it's pass blocking or run defense or special teams or anything that is currently more worrisome than other aspects? Well, I think we need to uh, – uh, we, we've not only seen the obvious turnovers that have stopped those drives and stopped them at critical points, stopped them at midfield, but we've seen mistakes. We've seen penalties at the wrong time. We've uh, we've had a sack there in New Orleans right at the end of the game that uh, – really was uh, really uh, significant. And uh, uh, we normally would think our team, even against the Saints, could take that ball and score. So we just got to uh, get in here and make uh, every play count without that uh, flag going up. Now, uh, uh, the point is we have the players that can do this. And I'm confident that we've made the adjustments this year that the schemes, uh, the technique, but the uh, actual implementation of it, the schemes, uh, will allow us with this personnel to play in a way that can beat teams like we've been losing to the last two weeks. I believe that. Talking to the great Jerry Jones here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. And Jerry, even though you're incredibly wealthy, I feel like you're one of us. You're you just a very likable, personable, and you're kind of a regular guy for a guy who is a billionaire. And so I'm just curious. You got a birthday coming up on Sunday, and I'm just wondering: is there anything that you want that you'd love to get for your birthday for a man who could afford anything? What what really gets you excited when folks give you birthday presents these days? What would you like? Well, candidly, it's the same kinds of things that I've. Uh, wanted uh, and enjoyed uh, from my high school, college days. Uh, I want to be around people I love. I want to be around people that uh, uh, I feel good uh, with. Uh, so proximity to my favorites is always the most important thing for me. Uh, I used to be such a homebody, and I had such a pleasant 
growing up that I really didn't like to even go across town and spend the night with a classmate. Uh, and if I did, I slept on the side of the bed that was closest to my house on the other <laughs> side of town. And I'm smiling, too. But the point is, uh, uh, it felt good to be around home when I grew up. And so uh, uh, that's that's uh, where I like to be. Now, in this particular case, we're going to be in New York. Uh, we very uh, uh, we are. Uh, it's a great place to be. We've got great memories. I'll never forget the first time that we played the Jets in New York. It was Emmett Smith. Uh, uh, he came out, and I think he made seven yards or eight yards. It wasn't much. Carried the ball. Uh, uh, I forget how many times, but it's about a yard of carry. Hmm. And I'll never forget Jimmy coming in and said, "You know, we got to live with this guy." <laughs> and uh, later, Jimmy said, don't ever let me uh, make a decision or think about it right after we played a game when somebody uh, didn't play up to our expectation. But, uh, uh, you know, I like this whole thing. Uh, one of the great things about, to me, uh, the NFL and getting to be a part of the Cowboys is going up to these cities, New York, Washington, Philadelphia, and playing football. It just feels good to be around those tall buildings and do that. Now, I love collegiate atmosphere, too, uh, but it feels good. What a way to get to spend your birthday is my point. I think uh, I'm not going to let you say Frisco where the star is, but what is the best city in America to celebrate your birthday in? Oh, I left it uh, two weeks ago in New Orleans. I put that right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I, it feels good. And... Uh, uh, that's uh, uh, that's good stuff. Uh, I, you know, I'm a big nation's capital fan. Uh, I like uh, everything of uh, being around our nation and all the uh, great things that are represented by the very buildings that are there and all the ways to uh, think about the monuments that are there. You know, uh, this week we're moving the. Uh, the National Medal of Honor Hall of Fame to Arlington. Well, it's going to also have a place there in Washington that is not the museum, but it will have a memorial. And it is just unbelievable to walk up to that uh, 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 Vietnam memorial. It is unbelievable. And uh, that's a that's a, a charge, a feel-good, plugging into that 220 that inspires me as well. We're talking to Jerry Jones on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan, brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. Uh, you know, with the state fair going on right now, we've talked to you a lot in the past about hot dogs. We're big hot dog guys ourselves. Love to know your corn dog thoughts. Are you are you a corn dog guy as well, and why or why not? I ate enough corn dogs between the time I was about eight at the at a fair fair type situation until I was about uh, mid teens to last me for the rest of my life and last you guys too. A corn dog man. And uh, uh, consequently, uh, uh, I do like them. I don't eat them as much as, of course, as much as I like uh, hot dogs. Uh, while I'm thinking of it, I don't know why, but I used to, uh, I grew up around a grocery store. And of course, like all kids, I craved that sugar. And uh, uh, my mom, who was bookkeeper, cashier, did it all. Uh, she couldn't really keep her eye on me 100% of the time, and so I was bad about going around that store and getting sugar. Well, back then, they they uh, sold cold drinks uh, in a bottle, 
And when you finish the bottle, you put it in a rack, and they reuse the bottle. And they cleaned it and made a, I'm talking about the bottling company, and you could uh, turn that bottle in for a couple of cents. And people picked up bottles. But what I'd do is go by that rack, and I'd just clean out what hadn't been drunk in those bottles. I'd just suck it down. And there I was drinking behind who knows who, uh, drinking those bottles of cold drink in the rack. And uh, just to show you can live through anything, it never dropped me. It never dropped me, but uh, uh, it sure uh, was a bad habit. And my mother, can you imagine, used to really tear my you-know-what up for drinking those half-used drinks out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, what a great picture you're painting. It's Jerry Jones here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. All right, this is going to be a weird question, Jerry, but you've come to expect that from us, is the – uh, football Hall of Fame, the only Hall of Fame you're a member of. Is there like an Arkansas University or a, I don't know, a business Hall of Fame? Is the, the NFL Hall of Fame the only one that you're a member of? Well, uh, I really, uh, if this is taken right, I'll answer your question, and, and, uh, but I'm proud of it. Probably the one that meant so much to me, as much as any, was the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame mm-hmm. because I grew up uh, admiring, following so many of the people that are in the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. And I idolized them, I followed them, and uh, knew them all by heart. And so uh, uh, that one was very meaningful, but uh, I've gotten to be in Missouri's uh, business and sports, and uh, of course here in Texas as well, business and sports. And so uh, these are, are, are wonderful things, but uh, what really, uh, in every case, is when you look at the people uh, that are there with you. I know uh, uh, I went in the Texas Business Hall of Fame uh, with Boone Pickens, and we had the best time and uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed my time with him. But you're always looking at who it is you're 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 with. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, I love to go to go to them. Uh, the one in Arkansas is particularly. There's a guy that handles those inductions, and he is a complete uh, Britannica, if you will, of knowledge about the sports and the people that played the sports. But when you go back to that Hall of Fame, uh, not me alone, but anybody, let's say they were talking about, a, uh, I'm going to use an example, Billy Moore, our All-American quarterback that I got to play with. It was a dark, rainy day. The rain was coming down. A great Texas team was lined up on the other side of the ball. It was the 35-yard line. Number 10 takes off. He goes three yards out, cuts, goes for 15 yards. Help me in recognizing 1960 inductee in the Arkansas Hall of Fame, Billy Moore. Boy, the crowd jumps up. Billy feels good. Of course, he's 70 years old, but he's running out there like he's running on the field at Austin. God, that's awesome. I love the description there. Well, Jerry, let me tell you, uh, it was, I don't want to say it's a loaded question, but it's a personal question because at the high school that Ben and I go to, they've ran out of interesting people. And this weekend, they're inducting me and Ben into the the Berkner High School Hall of Fame. And so Sean Sharif from The Morning Show said, you guys should ask Jerry advice on this because I figured you, you know, we figured you were in a lot of Hall of Fames. You've had a very storied life. So, any advice to Ben and I as we put on the gold jacket that's not actually a gold <laughs> jacket 
and get inducted into a random suburban high school hall of fame this weekend? Well, let me just make a point, and uh, this isn't sucking up to you, but I have always had a very special place. Now, as you know, media has kicked my butt for uh, the most of the time that I've been a part of the Cowboys and have been highly critical, but they have also been great as well. But I always feel this way. Uh, you take a moment and you turn it into a story or a fable, and you take that moment and preserve it for us and talk about it and analyze it and let us as fans listen to it. And I'm not trying to, again, arm wave here. But when I decided to leave principally my business, I thought I'd get cabin fever. But what I wanted to do was be in sports. And consequently, we're all brothers. You guys have chosen sports as where you want to be. I chose it because that's where I want to be. And you are great at what you do. You really uh, add to. And when you look at what all that uh, in general media does, but real good ones, and I'm talking to a couple of good ones, they should be right there in the Hall of Fame with the quarterback. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Jones. We appreciate that very much. I you know, love you, Jerry. My, our, I think my favorite interaction with you of all time was we were on another radio station. We just got finished doing three hours of probably talking Jerry Jones stuff. For Jerry three needs hours. to sell the team. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. You know, for three hours. And then we walk into Papa's Barbecue. Is that what it's called? Papa's? Yeah, Papa's, Papa's Brothers over and, there. And, and uh, I get in line before skin, and it's just me and another man in the line. And the man has his tray down. He's ready to go through the line. And I look up, and it's Jerry Jones. It's you. And Skin walks in. He's like, hey, man. I'm like, I'm like nodding my head. Look, there's Jerry. We just spent three hours talking about it. We've got a career talking about Jerry. And I said, Mr. Jones, I'm Ben from the Ben and Skin Show. Just wanted to introduce myself. We just got finished talking about you for three hours. And you said uh, you were so nice to us. And I, I was blown away by how kind you were. And you said, I think you dunked on us. This was so great. You said... Well, guys, isn't it great that a couple guys like you can have a career talking about what I do? <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying, I just thought that was brilliant. And to your point, we've hey, been able to carve out a career is. talking about you. We're both uh, uh, playing um, well above our, our uh, pay <laughs> We all are. Uh, but I'll tell you this, uh, uh, and I've forgotten, uh, I, I'm in that line quite a bit. I don't see you guys as much as you ought to be there, but I guess... Uh, if we made some of these good places, especially that barbecue there, we could run into each other more. But, uh, man, sports, uh, do a little radio, do a little talk, uh, talk a little football, go out, eat a little barbecue, drink a little cold beer. Man, I'm, I've got to pinch myself. Have I gone to heaven? Right. Agreed. <laughs> That's, That's what good, it's about. It's a good life, isn't it? It yeah. sure is. It is. Hey, I got a question for you, Jerry. And the guys, I don't think they wanted me to go down this road, but I have to, and I think you'll understand why. Um, but it, let's just help me out with a hypothetical here. These are both total crazy long shots, but I'm watching, I'm watching Des Bryant, a guy I know you love, and I'm watching his videos online, and he's working out, and he looks like he's getting closer and closer and closer. And if you had to guess who is more likely to be a cowboy at any other point in their future – if you had to pick between Romo or Des Bryant, which one would be more likely to come back and put on that helmet one more time? Well, uh, I don't know uh, uh, where to meet up with where Des's injury is and where his rehab is, but he is Superman. Make no mistake about it. Been very few people that athletically 
uh, can live up to uh, what God put on the earth when they put a Des Brown out here. Nothing in the physical area would surprise me, whether it be how long he plays relative to his age or his ability to come back from the injury. Um, so that's that. And uh, I'm not, I, I wouldn't dare because the issues are far beyond anything that well knows reality about knowing. I don't know which one could uh, come back and play. Uh, the quickest, both could do it. Both could do it and really do it well. Romo uniquely because of the position and because of his unique skills that uh, he used to be excellent. That's his eyesight, his uh, quick hand-eye coordination, uh, and just his knowledge of the game, which is better than it was when he was playing. Uh, both these guys, both these guys, uh, if I've ever met anybody, could come back and be in the field in the NFL today. Well, great stuff, Jerry. Please get those tackles held. Are we going to have both those tackles this weekend? Can we have one of them? What are we doing well, there? Uh, it, it really is. It's uh, it's down to today, and it could be even, even as uh, late as tomorrow before we will know. Uh, but uh, I think it's safe to say we'll get half of them one way or the other. Awesome. Well, Mr. Jones, on behalf of all Cowboys fans and all of us, we just want to wish you in advance, we won't talk to you before Sunday, a very happy birthday, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, sir. Well, and congratulations on your recognition. Um, uh, I don't know where it feels better. I remember walking down those old halls of that high school and uh, uh, trying every way in the world not to learn something. And never... <laughs> Man, what a time. What a high time. School. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Good luck on Sunday. Bye. There he goes, Jerry Jones, the birthday boy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.